This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. What about the offensive line? Where are you there uh, as far as adding gap positions? Uh, how much? Uh, how, how heavy are you in on the offensive line in this draft? So, uh, you know, to me, it's one of the weirdest things to try to, um, to, to handicap, to put together when you're talking about the top picks in the draft, right? How many times through the years have there been an offensive lineman drafted way, way, way high in the first round who just, you know, like what happened? I mean, Tony Mandarich, I guess, is the the best example in the middle of one of the best best drafts in history. And that's a a bad spot in Green Bay's history. So up there, it's a little bit of a concern for the Packers where they are back toward the back end of the first round of that mid 20s. It's much more of a, of a reliable option. If you've got somebody that you think is going to, you know, just anchor things down for years to come, I'm all right with it. And I'm all right with it with, with a quantity being drafted as well. Like it doesn't have to just be one guy. The Packers have found success with guys that they draft in the mid rounds and occasionally in the late rounds as well, you know, along that offensive line. So uh, for me, I, I, I don't know if, I, if a target of an offensive lineman is, you know, where I'm looking with that first pick. But if it's there, if I've got somebody I value highly, I'm not afraid to go that way. And I'm not afraid to spend those those late picks as well to try to get depth. I do think depth is important because you did talk about that that part of it. Depth is important for a couple of different reasons. One is, I mean, the the experience and presence of David Bakhtiari is a, is a wonderful thing, but I think that time is over. And I also think that just in terms of injuries, in terms of changes of effectiveness, that kind of thing. I think you, that's one of those positions where I don't know if you can have enough depth, you know, you, you can draft several guys and still feel like you're short. So I got no problem, you know, pumping 
uh, a high pick if necessary, but definitely a quantity of picks toward that offensive line. Yeah, I'm with you. I want at least one tackle early. I, I'd like a guard and a center. Those three positions in this draft. And then see if they can beat out what's in front of them. John Runyon, I can't imagine, is coming back. So then it's Sean Ryan versus whoever you bring in at, at right guard. Um, and while, you know, the center position has been up and down, to say the least, and you spend a rather high pick on Josh Myers, I don't think that would stop me from going and finding another center uh, if there was one there that I think is better than Josh Myers, I guess, kind of going forward. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, obviously cornerback and safety. Now, in this this thing here, I, I'm not a huge fan of taking a safety in the first round unless we think it's Ed Reed. And that doesn't exist in this draft. So for me, I'm not drafting a safety in the first round. I'm okay taking a safety in the second or taking a safety in the third. Uh, fine. I, I think where I'm at right now, leaning-wise, is I think I'm leaning. If they stay at 25, I'm leaning corner. I think that's the pick probably at 25 if they stay at 25. If they move back, then maybe a safety at 30 or 31 at, towards the end of the first, more like a second uh, if you go that direction, if you like somebody, but if it's 25, I think they're going to go corner at that point. Um, I guess I would be surprised if it's something else. Cause there are really no middle linebackers uh, in this draft that are worthy of first round picks. It doesn't appear. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I, I don't mind the idea of, of focusing secondary early on. And there's been some success with it, but it's funny because the, the success of Jair Alexander helps you feel good about drafting to the secondary in the, in the first round. Right. What's happened with Jair Alexander over the last season or so is also the reason why you have to do this. You know what I mean? It's it, it's funny how it all came around full circle. And and Jair, for the, the amount of talent that is there, for the amount of ability that is there, there's been so much else going on. And and for this Packers defense, remember, there were there were points where there were there uh, individual people on the defense who who just were. I mean, I don't even know what the term is that blowing up, exploding, right? It was, it was, was it Campbell the one, the one time that, that it just was sort of mysteriously like, okay, we're going to miss some time. And he was clearly not happy with it. And Jair, we know about the man's out there trying to, you know, alter a coin flip in a place that he's, you know, not supposed to work to uh, be on the field because he's from Charlotte. Like, wait a minute. They, Green Bay Packers football doesn't look like that. That's no. that's what a lot of fans would say. So that that's the only thing. Talent, yes, but man, we the the Packers are in this position partially because some of those talented people have sort of drifted over here, man. I, and I don't know how you get that back other than find the next one. And that's exactly right. And I would not be opposed to drafting heavy at corner. I, I'm not there on Stokes being the same guy ever again. Um, Valentine sold you some flashes. A Ballantyne, if he's back, he showed you a little something along with Jair. But if they want to draft, I don't know, two corners uh, uh, of the first three picks in the first two rounds, if that's where they want to go, fine. If you want to draft two corners in the first three rounds or three corners in the draft total, uh, one coming early, I guess I'm good with that. Safety position, I've said this before, I'll spend money in free agency to get a veteran free agent, and then I'm going to draft another 
one or two safeties. It just feels like, and maybe I'm wrong, it feels like another defensive draft holding. It really does. It just feels like this is going to be another Gutenkunst focus on defense, drafting linebackers, corners, safeties, probably another defensive lineman or two if they're going to play with four down linemen now the new defense. Um, and it's going to be a majority of the focus there with a couple of offensive linemen sprinkled in. No wide receivers, no tight ends, no quarterbacks, I wouldn't think, because your backup quarterback is on his rookie deal in Clifford. Uh, probably a running back. That might be the only offensive position they take is running back uh, if they're sold on their offensive line. So it's startlingly similar to what it was after the Packers won a Super Bowl with Rodgers. And I, and, and I say that as a, as a positive thing. In other words, you remember all the years of the Dayton Jones and, and those guys that were drafted because Aaron Rodgers was set and his receivers were set. And yeah, running back was an issue. There were, you know, there were flips there, but it didn't really matter because Rodgers in the passing game could could make the Packers an elite offense any year, any day, any time. And now Jordan Love is a top 10 quarterback in those rankings, and there's a good running game, and their young receivers, this very young team showed a lot of promise toward the end. And so it, it's basically it's brought us all the way back full circle, which is the the logical thought is the first thing to bring the Packers over the top is to find stars on the defensive side of the ball, find something to, you know, basically just to, to lift the defensive side of the ball to where the offense is. It's, it's probably not fair to Jordan Love and Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs to make those comparisons to the Rodgers and Greg Jennings and James Jones and so on. But that's where we are. I mean, that's, yep. that's the, the full circle of it is the Packers of 2024 aren't that different than the Packers of 2012. And, and, I, and I don't, when I say it, I don't want people to start getting headaches about playoff losses. That's not what I mean. I just mean in terms of the makeup of the franchise and what the next step is to make it better. And to me, the fact that the Packers are there in 2024 and not 2027 or 28, it's a pretty good thing. It's a huge thing. No question. Nobody thought they'd be here this quick. Having said that, 